Hey fam, let's catch the moment. We open this space with the knowledge that the land in which we are located is occupied and unceded territories. On this, their traditional land and ancestral home, join us in acknowledging the tribal groups from where we personally vibe, including the Kickapoo, Kansas, Osage, Odos, Missouri, Padawami, Sioux, Shawnee, Wyandotte, Choctaw, and Chitty Macha tribes. We look to you as we become better stewards of the land we inhabit. Peace and love. Let go. Yes. Oh my goodness. What's up? And welcome to the We Out Here podcast, a place to hear the stories of Black, Brown, and Indigenous folks in science and nature. My name is Alexi G, coming to you from the Blacklands of the Kumeyaay down here in San Diego, California, where it's finally sunny! Let's go! Yay! It's been chilly, it's been cloudy, but now the sun popped out. And that gravy voice you're hearing in the background. <laughs> that that dumb voice Ooh. you're hearing. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> yeah, obviously I'm not here by myself. So what's up? <laughs> Hey, it's Allison. I'm rocking it hard and steady here in the Northeast in the Narragansett lands on the settlers map known as Providence, Rhode Island. That ocean state. Yeah. Ocean state. That the, the ocean state. <laughs> yeah, baby. Firmly. Excellent. Firmly. Excellent. All right. So it's not just Allison and I. We're joined by a fabulous guest. A guest who's near our hometown, which is Sodo. Woo! So go ahead and introduce yourself with your name, your pronouns, and what you do. Hey, y'all. My name is Destiny Flemons. I My pronouns are she, hers, and hers. And I yep. am currently a new Wichita, Kansas resident. I misspoke a little bit. That's pretty deep. That's pretty far from uh, from our hometown. It's deep. It's like, <laughs> what, it's like five hours? Yeah, no. like five hours. But it's a day trip. It's a day trip because we did it. <laughs> We, we did it with youths. If you all don't remember, but you should, and if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to season one, episode one, yeah. where we shared a story about taking a bunch of youths to the Sedgwick County Zoo in Wichita, Kansas. So Destiny, what are you doing up in Wichita? So I am a Farm Bill wildlife biologist for one of the top habitat organizations called That's Pheasants right. and Quill Forever. Talk y'all stuff! Okay. <laughs> Hello? We need more of us. Amen. <laughs> but hello, does anyone hear me? <laughs> we are hiring. We are hiring. Ooh. Hello. Yeah. However, what I do as a farm bill wildlife biologist is I do a lot, um, to be honest. As a biologist, I basically work with landowners who, because Kansas is, is heavy on the farming culture. So I work with farmers. I work with ranchers. I even work with some of the community trying to enhance their space. So for a lot of farmers, there might be some areas that aren't really bringing enough crop or crop utilization or crop just produce in the first place, or it's not as productive, I'll say that. And we'll end up taking those less productive spaces and turning them into wildlife habitat. And what we're trying to do is saying, hey, let's utilize these areas because we don't want it to go to waste, but also incorporating wildlife into farming culture or just in in other spaces 
will enhance the connections that we have with wildlife. Absolutely. And for me, as a biologist, I always like to get them to make a personal connection with it. Because if you do make a personal connection with wildlife, you'll be more able to protect it or it'll be more attractive to protect it. A lot of people don't think that wildlife and urbanized areas can coexist. And for me, coming from Atlanta, I'm already coming with that experience to say, hey, yes, there are a lot of buildings being built. And yes, you do see deer. And the reason why you see deer is because they don't have ample amount of habitat. However, if we plant native grasses, if we plant native flowers, enhance the pollinators, they might have, you know, over time, it might develop a space that is conducive for these animals that you're seeing in the street. Mm -hmm. But again, I think it's just an awesome opportunity on how I'm able to work in different areas. Because one of the cool things as a farm bill wildlife biologist is I cover eight counties in Kansas. All of us at least cover seven to eight counties. So Kansas is covered, period, with biologists. (laughs) Yo. And each county has different habitat. It has different problems. When I came in, I said, okay, so tell me about this specific county. Where are the resources, resource concerns? What programs are more likely to be used here? And what are the people saying about these programs? That last question is so big. Yeah. I'm like, what, how are they taking this? Is it impactful? Does it need help? Because I'm so community oriented and I want to hear what the people say. If we're here to serve the people, I'm taking that information and giving it to the USDA, giving it to the NRCS to say, hey, this is what the people are telling me when I do site visits and we might need to fashion it a different way. So, yeah. You know what this is reminding me of? It's re- of another noble profession. It's reminding me of social work. Oh, yeah. Like for human beings. But this feels like social work for ecological systems yeah. and environments. It's a really interesting way to connect that. That's really cool. Yeah. And it's, it's so funny that you mentioned social work because... Right before I got my, what I consider my big break in the field, which is where I went to California before then, I was actually working as an intake specialist for a nonprofit in Georgia that was basically helping those who are living with HIV and AIDS and those who are living in a state of homelessness. And over that time, over that five month period, I was able to offer or gain that experience in social work, which I yeah. I mean, I really loved it. It was really great work. And it just lets me know that like, everybody needs assistance. And if I don't have all the answers, most definitely, I will find out who does. Whenever people mention working with like folks with HIV and AIDS, like especially in that capacity, it always has like a special spot in my heart. Because as like a little kid, my mom was a women's health practitioner. And so she or nurse practitioner back in the day before she was an NP, she worked with a lot of like people who who were living with HIV and AIDS. And so as a kid, I was like always in those spaces. And so it's just like there's something about it that like forever. I'm like, I don't know, just endeared to endeared to that work. I respect that all the folks who are doing that right now and folks who've done in the past. But when you left that field, you said you got your first foot in the door. Out there in California. Yes. Oh, my goodness. California. No, not that one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. When I tell you I was hungry, I was hungry. I was waiting for this big break. Because for me, as a wildlife professional, 
I was thinking after I graduated that I had everything that I needed in order to get my full-time job in my field. But once I started to interview after interview after interview and after rejection after rejection, I started to ask them, okay, why did you make that decision? They're saying, well, you're well qualified. However, the reason why we can't hire you is because you're lacking field experience. And so in my mind, I said, yes, rejection hurts, but let me go ahead and get field experience. And I go on Texas A&M job board, which is the GOAT of opportunities. Let's be clear. (laughs) That job board, amazing. I don't even know how Texas A&M, I mean, I saw the university not to trash on them, but how in the world do they find out all of these opportunities they're in one of the best job boards ever in the wildlife field and i remember there was a spotted owl technician in colfax california and but the program was under the university of wisconsin madison and okay i remember interviewing for it and it paid substantially and i was like okay now how in the world am i going to get there once i told my community i ended up raising money just to go because I had a dream and my community was what knew that. And they said, we want to be a part of that with you. And so once I got the job, I said, all right, we're going to California. We have this money. I've never camped before. She said, we're going to camp. And I said, okay, that's going to be an uncomfortable experience, but I am hungry. I said, I am ready for <laughs> <Yeah>. hungry. <laughs> okay. 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 And hunger is the perfect place for a story time. <laughs> As I'm getting in the car, mind you, this is a week after Dreamville Fest, and I love J. Cole. <laughs> you have found a friend. <laughs> Listen, you should honestly see, I, I do have a portrait of him in my bedroom. It's just amazing. I love that man. Anyway, so I'm already on like this emotional high because I just saw one of my favorite rappers live at one of the coolest fests ever. It literally felt like a Black family reunion. I would go again and again. So I get in the car, I pack, and I'm ready to embark on this journey. It was very interesting because, you know, my parents, I was traveling by myself. And for me, I'm the risk taker in the family. So (laughs) I'm just like, you know what? I've done it. I travel all the time by myself, you know? And I literally felt like, because, you know, my relationship with God is super, super important to me. And I was like, Laura, you know, you're paving the way. I said, all I got to do is just drive. I said, you're going to protect me. I said, I'm not scared of this. So I get in the car. Everything's packed. I say goodbye to my mom and we're driving. I think it was shy. I don't even want to cut it short to say like it was about 3,000 miles, I think. But it was like a day and probably like a day and 15 hours of driving for me to get to Colfax. You you cut it up, right? Oh yeah, most definitely. Okay, okay. While I was driving in the car, I had my friend, I said, listen girl, okay, my first stop is gonna be here. Can you book my Airbnb? I trust her enough to get my Airbnb account. She's like, all right, here's your next spot. You're gonna, I think I stopped in Missouri, I think. I think I stopped in Missouri. The Airbnb was great. It low-key looked like the haunted house, that cartoon movie. 
Yeah, it was a little creepy, but I mean, great inside. It was a whole vibe. <laughs> Putting the host in ghost. Let's go. You know, I was like, wow, this is real, real nice. I took myself out to eat. I'm like, all right, Destiny, like, this is great. You're doing this self-care. She's putting that check already. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, and the interesting thing about it is like when, because I love to pre-plan. So I said, all right, Destiny, you're going to probably spend like $50 a day, $50 a day, because you've got to, most of your money is going to go towards gas. And you want to make sure that your car is okay, because if your car breaks down, you're not getting to California. So you can't just be spending all this money. Absolutely not. (laughs) So I ended up doing that, checking in with my family, say, hey, we made it. Then we go to the second day. I was like, you know what? All right. I feel like I'm doing good on time. I think I stopped in Fort Collins, Colorado, I believe. And then at this time, I'm like, all right, we probably need to go ahead and do some touristy stuff. And so I do some touristy stuff. The next day I went to Nebraska where I saw the Sandhill Cranes. Does I didn't even know about the Sandhill Crane migration. Yeah. Gorgeous. Did you see them flying or were they like on yes. the ground? Yes. I actually went to a nature preserve that early in the morning. I woke up at like four o'clock in the morning. Ooh. Oh yeah. <laughs> She's serious. Oh yeah. I was ready. I said, oh, as yeah. long as I get ample amount of sleep, because the earlier I wake up, I can drive longer hours. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, it was a whole vibe. I took me pictures. I had my binos out. I'm like, wow, look at Destiny, the actual birder. This was your E-Pray love. Yeah. <laughs> this was <laughs> your moment. It was. I was like, wow, this is, this is serenity. Like, this is awesome. And then after a couple of days, I actually met one of my friends in, I think it was Utah, I believe. And I went snowboarding for the first time. I got a deal. I was like, hey, girl, okay, money's a little tight, but they actually work for the, they actually work for the, what's it called? The snowboarding resort or whatever. Okay. And so they got me a deal. And the time of my life, I was like, wow, look at me experiencing this. And next thing you know, I was in California. When I, first of all, I missed the sign to California, which I was so upset about. But it was like windy roads. I said, at this point, Snapchat does not need to see this California side. I need to make sure I make it there. You got to survive. Safety. (laughs) Safety. I'm winding down these roads and then I hit Colfax. And, you know, the house that we were staying at, I was like, wow, I did have another coworker. Her name was Amanda. She's actually doing well. We still stay in contact to this day. Yeah. And then I was like, wow, I literally felt like I made it. It can only go up from here. It was your dollar and a dream. Okay. I was just thinking about that too. That's so funny. (laughs) But yeah, I made it and we get to the first day and I meet my boss. Her name is Sheila. And, you know, well, I was about to say, I don't think she knew I was black, but she did because we did a Zoom call for my interview. And so I don't think Amanda knew I was black yet, but she was lucky surprised. (laughs) That's the the, the funny part I love about it. But she did not care. And I love that, right? Because she had purple hair and she's like in her 30s. I was, oh, well, 40s. And I was like, oh, yeah, a 40-year-old in purple hair? Oh, yeah, this is my girl right here. Yeah. (laughs) This is my girl right here. And so after time, I'm starting to gain skills on like changing a tire on the truck, 
we talk about ARUs and our job as a wildlife technician was to deploy these ARUs, which stands for acoustic recording units or monitoring units to basically record bird calls. And what we're looking for is the spotted owl, which I do believe it is now listed as an endangered species. And the reason why they chose the spotted owls is because the barred owls that are coming from various areas in America are taking their habitat. But the spotted owls are native to California. And so we're trying to see where are the areas where the spotted owls have their pack. And when we find out, we need to protect those areas. Because data, I mean, that, I love how acoustic data is actually able to, you know, conserve these spaces. So, you know, I have a couple of journeys where I think it was like the first week we got stuck on a hill because we had a flat tire. That was great because some of these hills didn't really have railing. So, you know, I had to pray. Okay, I said I had to lean on the Lord for that (laughs) Um, because I said, you know, it showed me that, Destiny, you need to pay attention to everything that you're about to learn because you do not know when you're going to have to use it. Heck yeah. Yeah. The cloud of witnesses, they observe. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They don't, they pray. And so after time went, because me and Amanda, we were given certain points. I think we had to cover all of Auburn, California, um, in the mountains where we were going to deploy these ARUs. And so once we split them up, over time, we had to start camping because it didn't really make sense to travel back to the staff house when you're Mm -hmm, two mm -hmm. to three hours away. Mind you, I have never (laughs) camped before. But my supervisor, and I let her Uh know, I said, Miss Ma'am. Um, we, <laughs> we ain't been there like, like this is my first rodeo here. And she was nice enough to say, all right, so let me ease you into this. Okay. We're going to camp together. Ah. Right. And I said, listen, Miss Sheila, I love that woman. Okay. And after time I got more comfortable being outdoors. Like I knew I started practicing in the staff house on how to put up a tent by myself so that I can know, so I can be familiar with this tent that was donated to me by Girl Track, so, <laughs> the sponsor. Shout out to Girl Track. We love Girl Track. Shout out to my mama now, too. She <laughs> 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 was a part of Girl Track as well. Yes. They literally send emails right now. <laughs> Girl Track. Shout out to y'all. Okay. Um, Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so after time, she asked me, she's like, all right, Destiny, I'm a little busy next week. You're going to have to camp alone. And at that point, I felt like just go ahead and take off the floaties. Just go ahead and take off the floaties. Now, I can't lie. My first experience (laughs) camping by myself wasn't the worst, right? I knew I was going to hear wildlife, right? She told me where to basically pick my spots for camping. But also, the funny thing about my first time was how I needed to use the restroom and I didn't want to move. Because, you know, mm. the minute I didn't, you know, once I was in my tent, I didn't want to come out. You don't want to get and out, so yeah. I ended up peeing in the cup, right? <laughs> <laughs> Be like that. And Be like that. I was like, you know what, it's fine. I'm going to just dump it out in the morning. Y'all tell me why nope. I tripped on that cup. <laughs> Y'all tell me. <laughs> 
Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, no, Destiny. <laughs> I was in wow. Paris. I was so embarrassed. I was like, I had. She was moving around that tent like Ebenezer Scrooge. Yo, what? It's nothing like embarrassing yourself. Like, I've embarrassed me. <laughs> I had good intentions. I had a good follow-through. I said, all right, we're just going to... And it was one of those small cups that you can just, you know, open the tent a little bit and just dump it out. No, the tent never opened. After that, you know, it was very interesting that after my experience, I had gotten a contact from Anna Burka. She is the founder of Chick Fly. She has these awesome pants that has a fly in the middle where you can pee in peace and you don't have to undress. It's just a fly that you just pull apart. The best That's pants nice. ever. And I've used them all over the season. And men can wear them as well. How many generations did we have to get through before we invented the simplest, like, most important thing? Yeah, it's sustainable clothing. Okay, nice. Yeah, sustainable material. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And so after time of me getting acclimated with camping and knowing what not to do according when it comes to relieving yourself. Shout out. I started to share my experience. <laughs> I started to, you know, stay out in the field for two to three days. Oh, okay. And mind you, I'm a very carnivorous person. I was eating rice and beef every day. I got my rocket pocket, we were camping, I was watching movies in my tent or whatever. I was good. In that stride. I was living life. <laughs> you said this is luxurious. Okay. I said, y'all, everybody should be camping. Like, And they're like, well, you know, Destiny, what, maybe we should glam. I said, girl, no, you gotta get into it. You, you gotta get into it. If I can right. do it, surely you can. I said, I'm a city girl. Okay. I said, I don't like bugs. I don't like, but camping is probably. But this is a hot girl summer. Okay. This right here. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. So after, and I'll, I'll leave y'all with this. It was coming up to the last part of the season where I needed to pick up the ARUs because we had to deploy them. We waited a little bit and then probably around July, that was when it was time to pick up the ARUs. So <laughs> I'm all driving. I pack up my car. We have everything. At this point, I know what not to bring, what to bring, all this, that, and other. Whatever is in that tub is all that I need. I got enough food. We got cheese. We got crackers, solar power, chargers, all that type of stuff. I'm feeling We got good. our pee pants. Okay, yeah. pee pants, all that. Bug spray, hello, because I was terrified of getting ticks. I right. do not want red meat disease because I love red meat too much. Red meat disease. Oh yeah, red look, meat disease. Look, look it up. Look it up. Um, look it up. Right, let, me, let me type that it's in. It's a huge thing right now, especially in Kansas. But yeah, so I remember uh, stopping at this one point. It was around probably six o'clock, and I said, "All right, Destiny, you probably need to stop here." And I stopped by a where it's water and for me i always like to be around water because it's peaceful those are some of the greatest moments for me to clear my head it's so serene like you can hear the water just just everywhere i felt great i was like this is such a good camping spot and plus it was on a camping ground an actual camping site oh nice so i was like okay good so i set up my tent 
I do my little devotion or whatever. I'm like, thank you, God. You know, this is such a great thing to be around nature and all this other stuff. I close my Bible. Now we ready to eat and watch Avengers. Because during that whole entire season, I did a... Let's get to business. <laughs> I said, I will watch... Wait, it's, it's business and then it's business. Right. All right. I said, I'm going to watch... I said, I'm going to dedicate myself to watching all the Marvel movies in chronological order. And okay. I, at the time, I was on Thor. Time. Thor 1. And so I'm just, you know, mind you, I'm recording all of this. Because, you know, at the time I said, I'm going to tell people what I do. Yeah. Or tell my story in a way of media. Um, I think that's a good way to market myself and what I do and just show people that we out here. Okay? So, after I set up my tent, we eating. When you say we, do you mean yes yourself and the spirit? Just me. Just me. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to, I just wanted to make that sure. Was a, that was a big royal we right there. Oh. <laughs> that's all it's like. Okay. Oh, but Allison, let me tell you, I was not alone. Oh, I was not alone. But just wait on it. I'm shook. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> I text my mom. I said, all right, I'm safe and sound, ready to go to bed. I closed the bed of the truck because I'm eating on the bed of the truck, right? And I'm ready to take off my camo crop and go to sleep. By the time I do a 180, there is a large orange looking cat with a long tail right oh. next to my tail. Oh. Yo. Oh, no, no, no. Yo. Get Tigger out of here. Get Tigger out of here. Girl, what I tell you? Oh my goodness, y'all. I froze. Because my mind could not comprehend what I just saw. All I know is that it was an orange body with a long tail and it had like a black color nub right next to my tent. Like he almost camouflaged in the tent. I didn't hear this joker. And mind you, over the time I was watching, um, I was looking at my surroundings the whole entire time. Every time when I walked away from my camping ground, I was always looking, I didn't see this joker. But when saw I saw you. him face to face, I was like, Lord, okay. I said, if this is how you're going to call me home, just don't let me be in pain, okay? <laughs> I said, I said, listen, I ain't ready to go. Swift. I ain't ready to go. I just told my mama that I love her, okay? I said, I don't even know if the message had sent because we didn't have service, but we had like these GPS things that you can text from. Okay. Okay. And you know, I didn't know if it had sent. So I'm like, okay, mind you, he just walks off. Plot twist. <laughs> mind you. He said, good. He just walked off. Like, when he knew that I saw him and I just stood still, because I didn't know what to do. They always teach us what to do when a bear comes. You make noise. Right. They don't tell right. you when a dock on Puma comes <laughs> up in your face or a mountain lion. They don't tell you about that. But he just walked off. I was like, ooh, thank you, Jesus. I said, but while I'm, while I'm thanking Jesus, I literally take my tent. I said, yeah, we're not staying here. I yeet my tent onto that bed of the truck. First of all, I broke my tent. Didn't even collapse it. No, with everything in it, my Bible, my Crocs, my blanket, everything. I yeeted that thing in the truck of the bed. And I said, I don't even care what I left. I drove. I mean, I busted a Yui so quick. I said, you ain't gotta tell me twice. I'm out of here. At that point, I said, that was probably grace. 
said, I said, not that was great. <laughs> that was best for me. I said, Lord, you only got to tell me once I'm yeeting. And so before I left, mind you, I'm texting Sheila, my boss. And when I tell you these little GPS things, they're like the old school phones where you have the numbers and you oh, have the T9. Yup. Oh, I was texting oh, so quick. No. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Sheila, it's a bobcat. Here comes, she say. She's like, oh, they're so cute. They're not gonna harm you. I was like, it was a huge cat with a long tail. And I said, like, I think- That's not a bobcat. <laughs> mind you, I'm recording this in full image. I was so mad that my phone was in the car the whole time. Cause had I caught that mountain lion, you might, you know, I probably would have been viral right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. I would have been viral, right? You would have had a deal. You would have inked a deal. We would have seen Deadline, Deadline. Destiny has inked a deal with MGM Grand. I'm telling you, man, what? I said the amount of deals that I could have got, but it's okay. Some things you just got to see by eye and just appreciate it. Timing, timing. Take a minute. (laughs) And so I'm just freaking out because, you know, I didn't have nobody with me and I'm recording myself to say, y'all, I just, I think I just saw a bobcat. No. I really think it was a puma. So I look it up. I get service and I look up. I said, it was a fucking lion. <laughs> I said, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out inside. And then I see a car right next to me by the water. And I am, I said, Lord, listen. I said, I know. I said, I know I care about people right now. I said, but I need to yeet myself into safety. This person right here, I said, but I want to let him know that there's a mountain lion out here. So I run out the car and I'm like, they're not in the car. I'm like, where in the world are they at? I run to the little, the stream or whatever, and they're not there. I said, you know what? If they find a bobcat, that's, or the puma, that's on them. I tried. And so I yeet. <laughs> Grace is abundant, Destiny. It's abundant <laughs> for everybody. I said, you know what? They be all right. God be with you. I said, cause I'm not, I'm not gonna be with them. Okay. I said, God be with them. So I drive. And I'm freaking out because it's getting dark. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and it's it's windy. I'm already on my adrenaline. It's here. I don't broke my tent. I don't know where to sleep. Like, I don't, there, this mountain lion could still probably find me if he wanted to. And so I'm just driving down. It's getting real, real dark. I text my mom, mind you, my mom be stressing me out sometimes. And she's the last person I be wanting to tell about certain things like this. Cause she's like, Destiny, you are so risky. And I put in the group chat, I said, hey y'all, I had to find a new camping spot because of the mountain line. Mind you, they freak out. I said, do not disturb. <laughs> <laughs> do not disturb. Right, you gotta not protect right that now. Piece. They said, notify anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right Coming now. through like Kool-Aid man on that one. So I ended up sleeping in my car. I find a spot by the rock. And I back in from the road and I end up sleeping in my car for the rest of the night. Worst sleep of my life because that car was not as comfortable. Mind you, I'm in a Ford F-150. I rolled that seat back, but at the time, you know, I didn't have anything to cover the windows. So, and it's cold. It's dark. I don't know if my tent is still on the truck of the bed or the, yeah, you know what I mean and it's still outside so either or if not the mountain lion anything else can come and interrupt my sleep but again i just decided to watch my thor thor got me through the night y'all 
Which Thor door was it again? Thor, the first one. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And after then, I let them know that I was safe and I handled my business with the ARUs. I still did my job. But the minute that I came home, I told Sheila, I said, listen, we just going to have to strategize a plan for me. I said, because I ain't camping no more. I can't do it. I, here come Amanda saying, oh my gosh, you saw a mountain lion? They're so elusive. And I said, oh, you don't say. <laughs> I said, yeah. And she was like, wow, I wonder what it was like to go see it. And I was like, yeah, it was a pretty view, girl. <laughs> it was, it, Amanda, you don't want these problems. <laughs> it was a pretty view. I said, but girl, I, was done. I never want to see it again. I said, it was a one and done for me. And I haven't camped ever since. Dang! It really ran you out of town! For real? Yeah. Y'all, and, and here's the funny thing, though. When I told some of my coworkers in Kansas, they said, oh, you didn't hear about, there's mountain lions in Kansas. I said, Lord, please. There are. They everywhere. They are. Love I it. I said, man, I said, I just hope. The cat came back. I just hope, but I've always known, no matter throughout my childhood, it's almost like I'm the black Snow White because they know I'm not going to hurt them. They just let me be. And I wonder if the cat had picked up on those vibes to say, hey, I'm trying to make sure that you have the habitat so you can live in peace. Right, right. That's so sweet. Without I'm about to words. protect you. Yeah, so, it's like, are I was you like, good? You don't Purely eye contact. We good. But he was a pretty cat <laughs> from afar. <laughs> For, I mean, he was fine. From afar. He was fine. Yeah. So I respect that. You know, keep that distance. Look from afar. Appreciate from afar as well. Don't touch. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll say my touchy no, back. No touch. Leave the place better than when you found it. And with a little pee. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. A little fertilizer. <laughs> yeah. That is th- thrilling. Yes. I think probably a percentage of people more than we realize have seen dangerous wildlife. However, no one wants to be in that percentage. Well, I mean, I, I would <laughs> like to see a uh, big cat. I would like. You do? Yeah, yeah, I do. Come on, man. You know me. I want to see it from afar, though. So, Destiny, I got to know if your homegirl, someone that you trusted a bunch, or old girl with the purple hair invited you to go camping again with them, would you go? Yes. She said that fast, too. I would. Because Amanda, see, all that Amanda did was camp. Okay. And I would think that she wouldn't, knowing my background and also what I've already experienced, she knows that she not, she would be crazy. Yep. If she would <laughs> take me somewhere where I'm, it's not good for me. All right. So, yeah, yeah I, I definitely would, but it wouldn't be no more than a day for sure. Oh, I said, okay. I'm trying to, I told him, I said, for just like you ease me into camping, you're going to have to ease me back into that thing. Yep. We yep. not, yep. at that point, we going into cabins. I feel safer <laughs> in the cabins at this point. But I'm not against, I'll probably camp again, maybe not alone. That's valid. But, yeah, or with a dog or something, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm right now. I'm teaching my cat to be good at camping, so I can so I can take him with me. For those listening, he will be on harness. He will have a litter box, and that litter box will come with me. 
<laughs> but good job. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna bring my boy with me. I'm getting him yes. comfy. Getting real comfy. Mm-hmm. So we started going down trails, and he's not a fan of that because I think I'm a little too chaotic when I go down trails because I like go I go hard. So I'm like do 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 do, and he's in my back just getting blint up. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, so it is that time of the show again for shout-outs. So, Destiny, who would you like to give some shout-outs to? I would give a shout-out to God who is ahead of of my life. Amen. Shout-out to my mama now. Shout-out to my daddy now. All my community, all my people that have followed me on TikTok, been with me on this journey, according to me, just to where I got here, if it wasn't for their support, I probably wouldn't have been here as mentally sound. So I, hey. I appreciate that. Real quick, where can people find you on TikTok? So if you type in D-E-S dot Serenity, S-E-R-E-N-I-T-Y, you should Ooh, see it or either. Me. Okay. That's who I actually want to name my child Serenity, but it's not. It's a pretty That's name. another story. Because yeah. <laughs> my name is Future and then Serenity means peace. So Future Peace, you know. Wait, what's the handle one more time for the people if they type it in the end? Uh, D-E-S-D-S-E-R-E-N-I-T-Y. I like that. that flow. I feel like I'm listening to Usher. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell me what you want to do. <laughs> okay. I like to keep all my platforms kind of the same. Yeah. I think that's where I met you all on Twitter. Okay. Hello for Black you Birdies Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I like to keep it the same. All right. Beautiful. Fabulous. Wonderful. All right, Allison. Yes. Oh, no. So I was thinking, I was thinking about it. And, you know, on the topic of mountain lions, do you know the best place Mm -hmm. to find a mountain lion? I would assume in a mountain. Yeah. It's on the mountain standing. We out! We Out Here podcast is Allison Jones and Alexi Bruces. Show theme by Spencer Sned, show graphics by Khalif Gillette, and lead editing by Patrick Amaribe. If you like this show, give us a quick five-star rating and leave us one of those little reviews wherever you listen to your podcasts. Seriously, guys, this is free and it helps us out so much. So hit it up. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at the We Out Here Pod. Now send us any funny memes or jokes that you got, uh, or you can just, I don't know, take your time to dunk on us for any silly stuff we say on the show. If you're a black, brown, or indigenous person in science or nature, and you want to share a story with our audience and get paid while you're at it, hit us up on social media or on our email at weouthearpod at gmail.com, because your stories deserve to be heard. Now, if you're able to financially support our mission of sharing our stories with an ever-broadening audience, go to patreon.com slash weouthearpod. This is where we release bonus content when available, and our tiers start as low as $2 a month, which is only about $24 a year. Uh, And that goes a long way to helping us just keep solving, stay alive. Now, at higher tiers, you get complimentary merch quarterly and fresh designs yearly. All right, now let's talk some big cat safety. How to safely depart in interaction with a mountain lion. So the first thing you want to do is be calm. Next thing you want to do is avoid approaching that cat. They're not about that, especially if it's mom with her babies. Of course, don't get small. Don't scrooch down and don't reach out with your hand. That's crazy. That's what crazy people do. That's bad behavior. And next, you want to just back away slow and don't run. 
because that's going to incite their prey drive, and that's just going to turn you into an unalive little piece of deer. So with that being said, now that you have those tools in mind, now that you're prepared for the world, it is time for you to go on and get outside. Oh my gosh, a house cat. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh god. <laughs>